So, Joe, the other day I was sitting in traffic for about 20 minutes. No wonder I got hit by a car. So, I was sitting, sitting just in traffic in the road. It's a, hey, Joe, how many Mexicans does it take to change a light bulb? Just, just one. Just, just one. <laughs> He's hey, everybody. You asshole. There's a difference. Well, you know, that one. But you're, you're going to tell me there's no Mexican wands out there. You know, I actually saw a guy doing I... some tricks, and somebody told me his name was Magic Wand. So oh, that's... man. I was going to say Magic Wand. So I wish I could wave a Magic Wand and make you disappear. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Jacques. I'm Joe. Uh, and welcome to Carnival Personnel. Hmm. Joe? By your by your outward demeanor, I'm guessing you're having another great, great, great week. You can you can only hide behind the wind guards. I can see you. <laughs> I can see you through the wind guard. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, um, the passing of a legend, sadly, to start the show, civil rights icon, you know, John Lewis passed away this past Friday. It's been amazing, like you know, watching all like the news coverage of some of the lesser known stuff that you know i i knew about you know the bigger stuff and you know his relationship with martin luther king jr and him speaking at the march of washington being only 23 at the time but management also pointed out that he cosplayed as himself at a comic-con a couple years ago dressed exactly like he was when he led that march in selma over the Edmund, uh, what is it, Puttis, Puttis Bridge. And he led a march of like convention goers, like children, like around the floor in honor of that march, which, you know, I thought was great. I, uh, a few years ago, I think his last act of civil disobedience is he led a sit in on the Senate floor, like him and a bunch of other Congress people after the Parkland shooting in an effort to get some kind of gun reform to the point where after the second day, they cut the power, <laughs> you know, and they were all there with their like, you know, candles and stuff like that. But a legend his entire life. And it's just uh, been a big loss for civil rights legends, you know, passing like this year, like, you know, there's been three, but um, anyways, Bummer thing to start off the show with, but it's been an interesting like last like couple days watching a bunch of different programs and other people speak about like their experiences with him, and it's a, a huge loss for the country. It couldn't have happened to a more perfect year. <laughs> like, it's you know, twenty twenty is probably the year that everything the good should die. I um I agree with some sentiments online that. There should be some John Lewis statues going up in replacement of some of those other fucking statues that got taken down. Well, that bridge, that bridge that they marched over, the guy was a grand wizard in the KKK. Is he it, was a, it's still named after him? It's still named after him. Oh. Yeah. He was a Confederate soldier. You know, turned. I don't know if he was governor of Alabama or, but he, you know, congressman. But you know, after fighting in the Civil War, you know, he went on to be a, you know, a political figure from Alabama who nights and weekends, you know, and and so he was a patriot that further served his country. What's your problem? (laughs) Why he did the country that broke away from our country. So yes, semantics. You know, you're splitting hairs over there. Uh, But yes, some people have said, you know what. That'd be a good start. Why don't we name the bridge after John Lewis? And that's one of those, you know, that's a simple fix. You know, that 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 would be a gesture that would go a long way. It's like, hey, yeah, maybe, maybe. And again, you know, the whole Confederate soldier thing in this column is really bad. But then there's one notch up where you go from Confederate monument to Grand Puba, the KKK, you know, or Grand Wizard or Dragon, whatever they call them. You know, I, I don't know if how the how the hierarchy works i just know you know piece of shit has a bridge named after him and it'd be it'd be nice if if they uh they did that anyways but yeah it's it's a loss we haven't lost you know the notorious ruth bader ginsburg but we got news late last week that oh we knew she was in the hospital fighting an infection but she had kept it under wraps that since May, her cancer's come back and she's been having chemo. And she's always said she's going to stay on the Supreme Court as long as she can do the job. Out of the nine justices, two of them wrote 
eight decisions this past session. She wrote seven. So she wrote the second most of any justice. So not only was she showing up at work every day, well, showing up on the Zoom meetings, I guess, every day now, uh, but while fighting cancer, nobody knew. She kept battling along and she's got to make it through November. She's just got to. It just We will weaken Bernie her. If, if need be, <laughs> weekend for Bernie. Right now, weekend for Bernie. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it right now. We talked to Taylor about funding it, and you and I will have to. How do you know they're not doing that now? Like, how do you know that that's not <laughs> happening now? There's no uh, proof. We haven't seen her. It just further uh, furthers the point that these justices cannot serve for life because they get into a fix and then they the the good ones retire at the worst possible time or die at the worst possible time and then we're stuck with the wrong kind of justices yeah like honestly i mean i don't want to be a bad person but can't clarence thomas get pancreatic cancer and just peel over tomorrow um on a happier <laughs> note uh, um yeah that's a fast moving pancreatic cancer seems to be uh, getting Alex Trebek has been, uh, I guess, last week shot some promos for some Jeopardy stuff. Yeah. So the next few weeks in July and August, Jeopardy basically run out of shows and they're hoping to resume production later this month. But in the meantime, to fill the gap, instead of just rerunning more recent old episodes, they're going to do special blocks of classic First week ever of the Alex Trebek version of Jeopardy. But yeah, as part of that online update, he also did like a little health update saying, you know, he's he's doing well. He's doing the treatment. Uh, he's, the, 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 he's responding okay. His spirits are up and all that stuff. The, the classy stuff, you know, the, the, the kind of stuff you wish the, the goddamn president of the United States would say. Instead or- of getting it from a game show host. Or other game show hosts. (laughs) So there's been some other game show host news this week that I'll let you, because you are Mr. Game Show on this podcast and in life. So why don't you tell us about some other game show hosts who might have made the news this week? (laughs) So Chuck Woolery, we all remember him from such shows as Love Connection and Scrabble. He was the original host of Wheel of Fortune. But more recently, he's been known to be a very outspoken, conspiracy theory-laden tweeter. He would go on these very weird conservative rants about how, you know, this is a conspiracy and this is a fix and, you know, the, the snowflakes need to stop whining. And his latest tweet, or one of his last tweets, caught the attention of the president. It was that COVID-19 was a hoax and that... You know, same old garbage. We don't have to get into the details because, frankly, I don't know what he specifically detailed. Um, The doctors are lying. The CDC is lying. Most of them. Like, the CDC is lying. Thank you. The doctors are lying. Most of them. He did say, you know, there's probably, you know, he he is supporting that one out of five dentists who don't recommend come that the other four do. Oh, and the Democrats are pushing this to keep the economy Close down to hurt the president. Exactly. To, to hurt the president and maybe do something with the election. And the president retweeted it. And then coincidentally or ironically, however you want to put it, later that day, he says, total full disclosure, my son came down with COVID-19. And then his account disappeared. Like, I think he just dropped off. I think, I think he deleted his own account. I don't know if he got suspended and then he got deleted, but he's gone. Yeah, no, I didn't hear the, any suspension. I just heard that, yeah, the next day after that. So he tweets that one day, the president retweets. Like, honestly, it's just insane that the president would retweet that, even by his standards. And then the next day, yeah, he was gone. Uh, and, you know, another thing that barely has made the news, and, you know, speaking about Confederates and stuff like that, the military has banned the Confederate flag on their bases, but they haven't banned the Confederate flag on their bases. They sent out a press release and they worded it in a very lengthy way so that the president wouldn't read it or call too much attention to it. So they have not banned the Confederate flag, but they issued a new mandate saying the flags that you could display at military installations around the world. And here are the flags you can put up. They didn't say you couldn't put up the SWAT sticker. 
They didn't say you couldn't put up like the Confederate like treason right. flag. You know, they didn't say, you know, but uh, here's the flags you can put up. They're a sky and- is half full kind of outlook. <laughs> you know, it's not the you know, we're not focusing on the negatives here. We don't want to be Nellies about this whole thing. And, and they did that too not rifle the feathers of the president who's on one of these, you know, I, I mean, literally he is. And if you look at his agenda and the, and the people he's really trying to, you know, get into the tent under his uh, uh, parties, you know, par- parties fold there. He, I really believe is running for the president of the Confederacy. I think he's really working hard to do that. Um, it's, it's getting close. And I know it's all politics this week, but um, so far, School, have you guys had word of what your kids are doing? We had, there was a town meeting last week in Lowell, and then there was with the charter school my kid goes to a Zoom meeting followed by a survey that went out. And it turns out that more people are not willing to send their kids to school at all, you know, right now. And so the school's trying to figure out, okay, so the state has mandated that we have a plan A, B, and C, and we want to have as much input from parents as we can. What's happening on the other side of the world where you are? Well, only one of my sons goes to public school now, so they have the same sort of, I guess, contingency plans. It's Really, it's like we have a bunch of plans, but we don't know what our plan's going to be. Here's a bunch of ideas, and we think it's going to be like this, but for now, it's very wishy-washy, but structured wishy-washiness you know it's like we're not quite sure which gun we're gonna fire but we have three guns <laughs> right. it's, it's, something's gonna happen and just be, be, be prepared and yeah if you want to give us your feedback that's fine you know we'll take that into consideration my kid's school has a smaller student to teacher ratio so that helps with maybe doing something if they maybe do alternate days where they have only half the class going one day and half the class going the other days. I don't know how well that's going to work. I mean, really, honestly, I think until we get this thing down to where there are like, you know, there's one new reported case today, you know, that kind of thing. We're just going to be doing... You mean you want to be Europe? You want to be Europe? (laughs) (laughs) I'll be any 80s rock band you want. I mean, (laughs) anything will take, you know... Yeah, we're uh, we're definitely not sitting, you know, the boys back. Our, you know, our older one has twice in the last like four years wound up in, in the hospital with some rare autoimmunity thing that, you know, we didn't see coming that he showed no signs for. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, OK, well, pack your bag. We're staying at you, you know. And, and so, you know, with the allergies and other stuff, it's like, yeah, we're not rushing to go back. And it looks like the schools are preparing for that based on the number of parents who are like, I'm not fucking putting my kid on a bus. Like, like, how do you social distance on a bus? You know, and I said it last week as a as a state, as a city, as a nation, we've never come up with the money to put seatbelts on buses. <laughs> now we're going to, you know, every other seat and have a like, you know, a, a, you know, a cone of silence for everybody. Is that what we're going to we're going to we're going to institute the cone of silence around the butt? Yeah, it's just, you know, I have a couple things to talk about when we get to video game because I can't do all awful. But the scary thing is. As we speak, there are secret police rounding people up off the streets in Portland. No identification, no markings on the vehicles, no markings on the soldiers who are literally just picking people up off the street and taking them to undisclosed locations. Look, doesn't camouflage count as identification? They're not that secret. I mean, they're out in the open. They're camouflaged in the middle of an urban setting. You know, it's it's not exactly working out, but... Yeah, it's scary. We got we got this weird Gestapo, if you will. It, it, it's exactly what it is. But here's here's how every time you peel back a layer of the onion, it gets more scary. At present count, there are eleven different security intelligent apparatuses on the federal level operating with appointed deputy heads to those departments, which means they're not Senate confirmed, and most of these people would not be Senate confirmed because they're grossly not qualified. And even Mitch McConnell couldn't get, you know, half of these people confirmed, which is why they're not going through confirmation hearings, which is why they're short term deputy appointments with. So there's no accountability from the top. And I'm waiting, you know, of course, you know, every time 
you, you know, something like this happens, you're waiting for all the state rights, you know, Republicans to stand up and say, yeah, the governor of Oregon said, I don't want these people here. The mayor of Portland said, get the fuck out of our city. But yet, you know, those soldiers are still there. And not only, you know, I, I, I'm blanking on the guy's name. He actually gave an interview with NPR. Not only did he say, no, we're not leaving. We're beta testing this. We're going to other cities. This is how it's going to be. So all the fears from the last election that he wants to be a dictator, him blowing Putin and Kim Jong-un and, you know, um, uh, Xi Jinping and, and China and all the other dictators around the world. He so wants to be in that crowd. And truly, again, the silence is deafening from the Republicans saying, yeah, you can't just deploy, you know, you know, this it is it's a secret police rounding people up and it, it, it's fucking scary. And if that's not scary enough, as, as bad as COVID is, you you followed in Georgia, the mayor of Atlanta, where they're spiking, their hospitals are on the verge of being overrun, has mandated masks in the city of Atlanta. And the governor is suing her for having that order, saying she overstepped her power. And it's funny because there's Savannah and some other major cities in Georgia also have masks ordinance, but the governor has a hard on for the mayor of Atlanta. And it's also the economical hub of the state. So not only is she putting in the mask, they're rolling back opening from phase one, from phase two back to phase one. So he's afraid that, you know, all the people aren't going to be able to go to work and all this stuff. And, you know, but honestly, we actively have, as you and I are recording, Yay, we've topped the 140,000 death mark. But, Joe, it just gets scarier because this past week the president has mandated, oh, we're cutting the CDC out of the loop. You, hospitals no longer are allowed to report their numbers to the CDC. And I think it's this Monday or Tuesday there's you know congressional hearings about how we're going to safely open the schools and the CDC has been barred. You know, it's like a actively we talked about last week, the Warren Fauci, the the um, the president's spokeswoman said, I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday. We're not letting science get in the way of opening schools. It's like, shut up, Poindexter. Like, did you, that's yeah. a quote. Yeah. That's yeah. an actual quote. I'm not like paraphrasing or or, you know, well, we between the lines. This is what she said. She flat out said, we're not letting the science keep us from opening the school. Yeah. So a couple, and that's the thing. It's like how many kids and a conservative belt have to die before they're like, you know, maybe we shouldn't put Timmy on the bus. We're not letting scientists keep teachers from teaching science. It's it's what the worst thing is you want sports. You want the economy open? You want your kids in school? Just wear a fucking mask for two months. You know, this is one. You don't want to get AIDS and die. Uh, wear a condom. You know what I mean? You, you, you don't want to. You know what? I mean, like so many of these these huge problems can be solved simply. Uh, you know, honestly, if some, you know, so, so a million people around the planet died, and all it took is us putting a little piece of cloth over our face for like two months when we went outside to the store, and, and we could have saved everybody. Oh, wow. It makes okay. you think that the Republican Party wants fewer people living in the United States, getting in the way of their plans. You know, the fewer people there are, the more dead there are, you know, more money well, to go around. You know, we're not seeing they're less burden on the uh, system. They got the underwear. They know it means profit. They just got to figure out, you know. That, no, but that, I mean, that. honestly, like there are no wars happening. I mean, we always knew that like the more conservative dictatorial governments, they instead of trying to, you know, feed the masses and provide services for the betterment of their population, it's a lot easier to go, whoa, we're getting way too out of control here with the population. Let's do something here to kind of thin the herd. Oh, a virus? Cool. All right. Well, let's see. We'll do everything we have to do to protect ourselves, and then we'll downplay the effects of the virus to the rest of the dummies. And then when they die, we'll get their money because they're dead. You see? Well, no, no, you're right because, you know, it's – dude, th this whole QAnon – am I saying it right, yeah. QAnon? So – there's a woman who just won a house seat 
who run on the QAnon ticket, there's some big spokesperson. I don't know if it's for like the New York City cops in the state of New York, like the, the head of the union, like goes on CNN the other day, you know, literally proudly displaying his QAnon coffee mug as he's sitting there making sure it was in the foreground. I mean, uh, dude, it's. Yeah, there are it, people who are running for Congress in West Virginia. There's. Who won? There's a woman out West. Who won. But, the, but the thing is, it's like, right, but there are these conspiracies. At first, it was old people. So. You know, the city I live in, Lowell, got hit pretty bad because they're right in, in our section of town. There's three or four very large assistant living facilities. And you know what? A lot of those people aren't so security. A lot of them are older, not really contributing. You know, hey, no big loss there. Like even people like my dad were like, well, you know, it's really starting to hit people my age and older. So, you know, most of them had good, good runs and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh. Okay, so we're going to the the you know the the Native American like you know uh, or, or the First Nation people like up in the Yukon. It's like oh, you don't serve the village anymore. It's time for you to take your walk. <laughs> you yeah, we'll walk into the forest. And um, and then as we said, they started to take it seriously. The numbers went up, and then, dude, it was within a day of the numbers coming out officially. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. These numbers are you know. We're, we're looking at, you know, uh, a thousand deaths across the country in a day. That's what. Wait a minute. It seems like two thirds of those are Latino and black. Hmm. <laughs> that, so, yeah, I don't want my Grammy to die. You know, she's old, white, and makes cookies. But if for every one Grammy who's white who dies, if there's, you know, three people who, you know, have a skin condition I don't like. Ah. Let's stop. Let's stop having these daily press briefings about this. Let's table Fauci. Let's, you know, let's downplay this and move on to something else more important, like protecting Confederate statues. Yes. But yeah. but but true. It's like, you know, and now they like I said, they don't talk about it. Now they want to open the schools. And I'm going to say it once. I think it might be the first time I've ever said on this podcast. They bought their tickets. They know what they were getting in for. I say let them crash. That, that that's actually, you know, the opinion that they're going with. And and I think that's it, actually it, a bumper sticker of Trump's <laughs> for twenty twenty. Let, let them die. Yeah, let them crash. So seriously, it, this rush to school and more people. You can't make people send their kids to school if they're afraid their kids are going to die. You know, and it's one of those things. It's like. You have one of those snowflakes. I got one of those snowflakes that, oh, we can't have certain food or my kid gets really sick. You know what? The schools nationwide said, oh, let's make peanut-free zones. Let's do this. Because you know what? Yeah, Jesus didn't like those kids, but we're going to make sure they don't die on our watch. Now we've gone from let's have the peanut-free table to, yeah, you know what? It's going to happen. You know, big deal. We got to thin the herd a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then the, to, to, to cap it off, somebody asked Kellyanne Conway if the president was going to be sending Barron to school in the fall. And Kellyanne Conway's like, well, that's a that's a private decision between the parents of Barron. You know, that's their decision. It's a, it's not up. It's not for us to say as uh, public spokespeople for the president. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see, right? Well, I'm, I, mean, the, I mean, the case is that, you no, know, no, fuck no, Barron is not going to go back to any sort of, they're not going to put Barron in any sort of I, I, danger. So, so he's not going to walk out the front door and stand at the bus stop at 1600 Penn and get on the <laughs> yellow school bus and, and go to that public school that he goes to in, in Washington. Um, all right, enough of that. Let's, let, let's get right into sport. Mm. Joe, uh, you know, I'm a bad person. I, I think I don't think I have to tell that to you or anybody accidentally listening to this. At at my core, I'm not I'm not a good guy. And the Schadenfreude, how do you say the German word uh, that means like you take pleasure in other people's misery? Schadenfreude. It's 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 something like Schadenfreude. Thank you. So uh, sitting at home, minding my own business the other day. Very good f friend of mine friend of the podcast, another uh, game show enthusiast, you know, the the Golden Pipes of Rodney reached out to me to let me know, dude, did you see the press release? I'm like, uh, 
No, I guess I guess the mass pirates have been thrown out of their league, um, which is great because the league is on hiatus to next year and they've already thrown them out for next year uh, for just, you know, the, honestly, the shenanigans, cheating. They've broken so many rules that basically the league's like. Yeah, this would be a good, t- you know. You're talking about uh, the Massachusetts Pirates. The Massachusetts the National- Pirates of uh, the Ar- National Arena League, the NAL, the National Arena League. Uh, yeah, so la- in the past offseason, they weren't going to bring them back, but then a team that was going to join fell through. So they're like, okay, you know what? We'll let you come back, but you're on the thinnest of ice. Uh, whatever happened between now and then. And it's funny because I never think about the Pirates. But then I get a call from another friend of the podcast, uh, Mr. Price is Right, saying, do you have Amazon Prime? I'm like, yeah. He made me go to Amazon Prime while I had him on the phone. And the owner of the Mass Pirates paid to have a documentary made about the team and put it up on Amazon Prime. And I'm like, wow. He goes, I'm going to watch this. I'm like, well, you're a better person or a bigger loser than me. I'm not sure, <laughs> Price, but... Uh, I'm taking a hard pass on this. And then it was. It was a few hours later. I get the call from Sir Rodney saying, dude, you called it. There'd never be a third season. And now, like, you know. Uh, they're like but, Netflix. They get canceled after two seasons. Anyway. But but they're trying to get into another league. That, like, there's a lower league that's on the West Coast. Dude, like, they, they literally – there's that word. They – hate it that they I literally to, hate when you say literally. I know, and I'm trying not to. <laughs> but I think it was like Detroit they made the team take a bus out to Detroit. Like like it's it's a, it's a baseball team in the like the 30s. Uh, <laughs> and I think the closest team in this league that they're trying to get into is like in Phoenix. And it's, you know, it was like wow. So I have nothing else on sport. I mean, are they going to become yeah. the Utah Pirates? Is that what you're saying? Dude, that'd be great if we could lose him. To, uh, but that—that's all I have for sport. You know, I know that hockey's still trying to come back, and and we talked that hockey's going to be in Toronto and Edmonton. But the facility in Edmonton like had a major like plumbing disaster like this past week or something and had to be shut down. It's like, I I I, I screwed up. I screwed up. I shouldn't have said they're going to move to Utah and become the Utah Pirates. I should have said they're going to be going to Montana and become the Butte Pirates. Oh, see, there you go. That would work. Have you? Do you know Butte is just a big hole in the ground? <laughs> and I mean that they dug a huge hole in the ground and put a city in it. Right. They, like, look it up. That's Butte. The shit I know about Montana, I wish I didn't. You know. <laughs> and you know, uh, hey, I knew I, I knew it was pronounced Butte and not Butt. <laughs> You're a better person than most, Joe. What do you got for video games? Not much. Not yeah. much. No. I, you I, play I, anything this week? Eh, a little. Snippets here and there, but nothing to report. But I saw on the rundown something exciting from you regarding video games. So please tell tell the world what you've been doing this week for video games. I think it's when did it come out? March. I, I Resident think, I, I think it was Evil March. Three. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. You were saying Resident Evil Three came out in March, right around the time the pandemic hit. Can't leave the house. I think it's perfect time to play the game. But uh, uh no. But finally. In the past 48 hours, I've played and beat the game. Um, it's it's a Resident Evil game. You know, it it takes place just before Resident Evil 2. It's great. Uh, very, very much enjoyed it. Um, the Resident Evil experts, friends of the show, uh, Chris... And Sam have both been for months raving about it. My oldest son has been asking me to play it for the longest time. Fun story. I'm like, okay, you know, uh, mom wasn't going to be home one night. It's like perfect time. I'll throw it in. I'll play it. He's all excited about it. About an hour, hour and a half later, it's like, hey, how long are you going to play the game? It's like, why? He goes, well, I was going to jump on the system and play with, like, you know, I'm like, dude, you've been asking me for months to play. The one time I'm like, I'm going to play. Guess what? I'm playing until I beat it. So good night. You know, you can sit here and watch, but uh, but it's great. You know, it it you know, there's nothing like wow, unique or completely. But but I got what I paid for. You know, I wanted. I didn't want to reinvent it. Resident Evil game. The control system is pretty much the same. Um, the map and the layout is fun. It's it's all through Raccoon City. Uh, 
you know, a Jill Valentine, a very, very young Jill Valentine uh, is there. I, I did not watch any spoilers until after. And I guess um, Capcom went way out of their way to give a, a wink and a nod to old school Resident Evil people by taking exact lines of dialogue from the original 96 game and put it in there. Like when you pass a guy on the street, like little exchanges, you know, are the same things in there. Um, I guess somebody in the Capcom family is a huge fan of the game Mega Man. And you see a bunch of Mega Man posters. At one point, you have to go into like a toy store and there's a life size, you know, Mega Man character and stuff like that. Um, there, there, you know, it's fun as you're going down the street. Uh, if you stop and look at like movie posters, they have maybe, maybe there's 10 very famous movies from like the Terminator aliens that they're not saying the Terminator aliens, but as close as you can without copyright infringement, I forget like, um, uh, they have the movie poster. It's the exact movie poster from top gun, you know, with, uh, I forget the girl's name and Tom Cruise, but the movie is called like, you know, best pilot, you know, or great <laughs> pilot, you know, type, type thing. flies. Good. <laughs> But but I did, you know, I am I am not going to invest the time to hundred percent this, um, but uh, you know I'll play it a few more times. You know, you know if manage, you know management um, is going to have a safe social distance gathering with a couple friends tonight, and it's like okay, well you know I'll uh, I'll stay inside and shoot zombies and. Save the world. I don't mean my cat with three legs and one eye. I mean zombies on the game. But yes, I uh, I broke the seal. I popped in the game, and I uh, and I don't want to brag, but my first time through, my first time through, um, I only died twenty one times and got a grade of a C. <laughs> so which I'm which I'm happy because I, I started on the normal level and no cheats at all. You know, nice. and so, yeah, it's based on how many times you die. It's a weird matrix or, or metrics. How many times you save the game, how many times you die and how long it takes. So it's one of those things. So if you go to the bathroom and you forget to pause the game and yeah. you come back and it's like, oh, I took 10 minutes. It's like, you know, why did I masturbate now and not later? <laughs> you should have thought of that before you put the game in. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe I was masturbating because of the game show. You don't know that. And Jill Valentine is pretty hot. You hey, know? you know, and, I, I don't. You don't have to tell me you, twice. <laughs> you know, and you know me and, you know, zombie just white What? what? <laughs> so, here we go. And, so uh, hold on, so I got, hold on. Let me let me just get this back on the rails for a second. All right, there we now now we're rolling. Uh, part of the game is getting the old subway up and running, so that is part of the game. So, <laughs> so you play too, I see. So actually, if you want an unsealed copy of the game, I know where you can find one pretty pretty cheaply. As, as cheap as I got it. I mean, a seal. If you want a sealed copy of the game, shut up, Joe. Oh, you fucking seal. mumbling, stuttering dope. Anyway. That's good. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you got to finally got around to playing Resident Evil Three, and now you can uh, psych yourself up for January's release. I presume of Resident Evil Eight, right? The The Village. Mm-hmm. Not not the M Night Shyamalan movie. No, this this might be good. Yeah. Um. No. No. I. You know. I'm glad I played it. Like I said, I'll play a few more times. Like since the pandemic, I've been doing stupid stuff, like trying to write that script, doing stand up, and working out. So I and watching. Uh, you know, I we're gonna go on to what we're watching right now, and I think I'm done. I think I, I think I finished everything on Amazon Prime, HBO Max, and uh, and Netflix. I, I do. I think this week I there was a couple times I sat down. I think that's why I played the game because I'm like, yeah, I started all the. I'm not gonna start something that's like three years into a series. I'm like, oh, I. Two two seasons for this. Uh, I'll, I'll give this a whirl. Oh, eight eight episodes a season, three seasons. You know what? Yeah, that that I, I I'll binge that. But you know, nothing else like really you know caught my attention. So well, luckily, I've not watched any. Luckily, NBC has the cure for your streaming blues because this week saw the release of NBC Universal's new streaming app, Peacock. You haven't downloaded it, I presume. I've not. It's uh, the, is it worth it? Is- well, let me uh, let me let me let me think. Let's ponder on this. So there is a free version of Peacock, and it's pretty pretty vast. 
you know, I mean, they have a good library of NBC shows, including some originals, a couple that might actually strike your fancy. Now, the catch is, is that if you use the free version, you kind of have to sit through some commercials. Uh, they also play movies. Uh, but there's a couple of new originals out there that you might be interested in. One is a uh, 30 Rock reunion one-time special uh, that uh, I watched, and it was fine. It actually is a one giant commercial for NBC Universal's services and programming and app. So, and it's built into the show. It's not like a, you know, here's the segment of funny, and then you know they give you that little um, timer that says you have thirty minutes of thirty seconds of commercial left. No, none of that. It's all one big fucking blockbuster package of Thirty Rock. Goes into a block of commercials, not more 30 Rock, another block of commercials. But the 30 Rock uh, storyline is built around promoting NBC and, and getting the, the girly show back on the air and doing a reunion show. So it's, I don't know, I think it's worth it. If you're, if you're, I'll watch it. You know, if you're, the way you fast forward, they don't have a skip forward. The thing, this, here's the thing there's no skip forward 10 button. You know, like there's nothing that. So, and there's no, at least on the apps that I've tried, there's no, you know, like if, you, if you're if you using like Netflix or something and you fast forward, you can see the thumbnail of where right, you are. Right, yep. There's none of that on this. So you have Bastards. to be, you have to be slick. And there's, you know, so you got to be, you got to be kind of, you know, fidgety if you're going to fast forward through anything. So there's that. And there's also something that I'm, I probably won't check out because I have no interest in it, but I know you do. It's a movie, I think, called Psych 2, Lassie Come Home. Oh, I will I will watch Psych 2, Lassie Come Home for sure. Lassie is the name of the detective, uh, Lassiter, who is Sean Spencer's foe-slash-frenemy. Um, and if you look at a screen grab of who the guy is, I don't know why it never hit me before, but when re-watching it with our little guy about a month ago, I, I looked to management, I'm like, I paused it with him on the screen. I'm like, if I told you that was Tony Randall's son, She's like, oh, my God, that has to be Tony Randall's son. Um, okay, you, you have me at last. <laughs> Come home. So. Well, and then uh, earlier this week, I had texted you a revelation that you probably never heard from me before, is that I watched a classic movie before its sequel, which is I watched on the Peacock app with some commercials, but, you know, whatever, Fletch. That's where you saw it because you're like, oh, Fletch. And I'm like, you know, I haven't watched it in a while. And for, first of all, kudos to you. Like, you know, so now, you know, you, 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 you watch Fletch, you know, Fletch lives and you'll be uh, like a normie. Yeah. You'll be a normie. Uh, but I did. I'm like, oh, where did he see this? And I did. Oh, maybe he saw it on Netflix. Nope. Maybe he saw it on Apple TV. Nope. Maybe he saw it on Hulu. <laughs> nope. Maybe he saw it on Amazon Prime. And then I'm like, did he buy Fletch? I'm like, did he buy Fletch? Did I give him a copy of Fletch on DVD 10 years ago when I moved <laughs> and he watched on that? I did not know where you watched it now. So, yes, that's what I will be doing this evening. I will be downloading Peacock and watching one of those fine programs. Thank you, Joe, for giving me a, a Saturday evening. Oh, you're welcome. And then also one other thing is that they have – and it's not, you know, um, it's not like a game changer or a killer – app, if you will, of the Peacock Act, but they do have uh, a Johnny Carson section. They have, a, you know, the classic, you know, breakdowns of, uh, you know, like a compilations of, uh, you know, the best of, if you will, of Johnny Carson. And they also have a Saturday Night Live section, which was less than what they had promised. I think people, when they first heard that SNL's library is going to be available on Peacock, they were like, oh my God, you mean like everything that used to be like available on all these other services and even SNL had their own app, like their own little phone app where you could pull up pretty much any sketch ever? Mm -hmm. You think they're going to have that? No, they kind of don't. They, it's only like the, the last five seasons and then some best ofs, which I did watch the best of Dana Carvey. And um, they, they, they have every... Uh I was going to say, do they have every they, there's there, there's a special section where they have all the skits after twelve thirty, um, <laughs> from 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 two thousand thirteen to two thousand eighteen. Ironically, like, you know what? They only have the Gene Domanian season, which <laughs> I don't know why they went that direction. That is not 
was appealing about Saturday Night Live. It's kind of antithetical to what makes SNL Ooh, popular. Now, now I have to go look up a word. You don't hey. have to do shit. You don't have to do fucking shit, man. You can just um, sit in your bunker and play Res Three until uh, and watch Peacock. And uh, you know, but anyways, yeah. So Peacock app—that's a new thing. Another new thing. And if you want to buy the monthly service, the ad-free version, I think it's only five bucks a month. But right now, it's not worth it. I'd say get the. It's better than Quibi. I'll tell you that. Quibi can go fuck <laughs> itself. Peacock at least has some promise. And they even make a joke about thirty in Thirty Rock, the special. I'll give one joke away, where. Liz Lemon is talking to Alec Baldwin. Um, what's his character's name? Oh, God. See, oh, so oh, oh, Mr. Dennehy. Uh, not Dennehy. Uh, Donaghy. 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 Yeah, whatever his name is. And saying that Peacock has the entire library of, like, the vast library of NBC shows. It's like, oh, including Friends? And then, like, she slaps herself. <laughs> and, and then she's like, how did I do that? And Donaghy's like, yeah, I installed a, an app on my phone that makes me <laughs> allows me to slap you virtually. Uh, and That's I, awesome. I murdered the joke. I, I gave away a joke for no reason. And, and, and I killed it! I had a little <laughs> joke in my hand. I petted it. You're a naughty little joke. Anyway, so that's enough rambling for me. Jacques, I, because I don't even know where my kids are anymore, I don't even have any parenting tips to give. Um, I'm going to ask you, please. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. What? I'm going to stop you right, right there. I'm going to stop you because you do have parenting tips. My parenting tip circles around my, my good friend, Joe, kind of like a- You have another going, friend that I don't know about? Kind of like a turd going down the drain, just circles around. Mm. Um, so my parenting tip this week, if you're going to encourage your kid to- Learn how to make the interwebs work, to, to be a creative person, to be a creator, to learn how to video and edit and post things. My parenting tip would, for, you, for you as the parent of said child to make sure that you have a friend in your world who is willing to watch your child and what they're doing online more than you are. So that when your child does something grossly inappropriate online and posts it on your work account, said friend, we'll hypothetically call this person Joe, can then call you and say, hey, I know you're probably upstairs playing Resident Evil 3 and it's the first time you've sat down and played this game since it's come out in four months. But you might want to check in on what's going down in your office, in your house, and and I'll give you a little clue. Why don't you check your work YouTube page where you post, you know, the national anthems you do with celebrities and famous people. And, and then you decide for yourself whether you want to investigate further. So my parenting tip is to get other people in your lives who are more aware of what your children are doing online than you are so that you can prevent awfulness from happening. And that is my parenting tip of the week. I will amend that parenting tip. The reason I didn't text you is because I was afraid that you might have handed the phone to your child and that he would have seen the text pop up prior to you getting the alert. So I wanted to call and make sure. that. I and, and, and you have that awkward thing. It's like, oh, shit. I got to give my buddy heads up about his son being a douchebag. And there's no right way to say, hey, you might want to go rein that douchebag in, you know, because it's one of those things. It's like, you know, my mother's a real bitch. Yeah, man, your mother can be hard on you. What do you say about my mother? You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, and so so here's Joe like, hey, um, I don't know what you're doing right now, but you might want to take a quick look at your Monkey Shark YouTube page really quickly. I'm like, oh, but I haven't booked any anthems in a while. I don't know why I would have to check in on my work YouTube page, Joe. Well, I think maybe you might want to take a look at that and see what your rest of your evening plans are, Jacques. So, so again, my parenting tip is, you know, maybe befriend Joe and have him watch your kids online if you're too lazy and stupid to do it. And a PPS to that, don't give your own devices with all of your login information already in there to your child. 
Like, you know, if you're going to let your child use a computer, maybe password protect some of that shit. So well, that- well, that's the thing. It's like we only have the one computer. I haven't. The thing is, I got another computer, an old. I have an old Apple took to the store like last week. And the, the guy at the Genius Bar was like, dude, this computer's fine. The hard drive's just fried. He goes to Google and goes, get that. There's four screws on the outside, four screws on the inside, pop it up. It will actually run faster than when you first got the computer, you know. And then he showed me like, yeah, you might want to get a new keyboard, but this is, you know. Uh, and uh, we were going to get it off of the kit. But in the meantime, he has my computer. And literally, I didn't know, you know, because everything's saved on my computer. You know what I mean? It's like so uh, – and, and, yeah. and I think the thing that really pissed me off other than the content – and, and basically, you know, it was just he had a buddy over. They were going to live stream for the first time. And he decides, oh, we're going to live stream. We're 10 years old. Let's see how many swears we can put in the description of what this thing is called and say them. And like I said, it went on the work thing. But it's like, dude, you have your own account. <laughs> like, But, uh, you know, and, and it's sad because, like, yeah, we just bought all the stuff. I'm like, well. Guess I don't have to go online this week and figure out how to swap out a hard drive because guess who's not going online for quite some time. So, <laughs> and, and literally, he, he's been in caveman days since that happened. He's been uh, reduced to using a DS. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's 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 doing old Mario games, uh, Luigi Mansion on a non-internet active DS that's maybe ten. 12 years old wow you know so you monster (laughs) right didn't beat the fuck out of him and and i think (laughs) had i beat the fuck out of him and i and i go to go to court like your honor watch the video (laughs) (laughs) oh oh yes you only you only broke one arm (laughs) hey considering this supreme court's balance you know what you you might get a, a decision in your favor so I think I would. So, yeah. So that that that's so my parenting tip is uh get Joe involved in your kid's life so he can watch what they're doing online because I'm too shitty to do it myself. Jacques, I don't know what to do with all this free time because we came in under 50 minutes and um I am ecstatic. I am ecstatic. I'm more staticky than our connection was this week, but <laughs> you won't know this at home because I will have edited a lot of this stuff out. So that's it for the podcast. Jacques, enjoy the rest of your heat wave week that we're going to have, the weekend or whatever what they call it nowadays. I don't know if it's a weekend or a week middle or a week start. Who cares? Because it's all the same. It's all the same. So Marcel Marceau there is going to, you know, <laughs> he's going <laughs> to, I hate you. I hate you so much. I hate when he stops talking during, it's so awkward and weird. I mean, this is like the opposite of the Carnival Personnel podcast. It's like hearing Joe talk a lot. So um, we're going to just uh, listen to this Dan Cray song. It's going to, it's going to ease us into the, uh, the work week. And then um, hopefully... We'll, uh, you'll never have to hear our voice ever again, uh, our voice says, because we will have suddenly stopped the podcast. I will have somehow ended the podcast without Jacques knowing, and he won't be able to listen to himself on his favorite device, which is, I think, the only reason why we do this is so that he can hear himself talk about all the problems during the week. <laughs> so It's like, I wish I had somebody out there in Radioland that agreed with absolutely everything I had to say. Hey, here's an idea. Me. I'll listen to me every week. Won't that be a fun idea? Yeah, maybe a couple of other people will listen too. Maybe I'll make my friend record it and do some engineering on his end, but that's his problem, you know? What really boils down to is that I get to hear myself every week, the sound of my own voice. So enough rambling for me. I'm just trying to pad this out because we have to kind of hit a quota, I think. I don't, I'm so freaked out that this is under an hour. You don't understand. I don't even know how to get out of this. So uh, Calgon, take me away. Don't forget. Wait. Try to think what to say to maybe make you want to stay something clever something better and wait 